Imagine a position just opened on your team and you'd like to find a new hire as quickly as possible. You hit the ground running, but you quickly realize that you aren't finding the right candidates. Suddenly, it's three weeks after the job posting and your hiring manager hasn't made any progress whatsoever. Why do so many organizations struggle to find the right people? Part of the reason is pretty simple. They don't know how to recruit the right way. In this episode of HR Party of One, I'll help you fix that. By the end, you'll be able to completely revamp your approach to hiring, which can help you land the best new hires in your industry. Today we'll cover common reasons why so many organizations get recruiting wrong, what are the seven stages of hiring, and five hiring metrics you need to be tracking, and how to do it. All right, let's get started. With recent workforce trends like the turnover tsunami and the great resignation, one thing is clear, hiring is more important than ever. Small businesses face even greater pressure to keep up with the larger industry leaders when recruiting top talent. However, human resources teams within these organizations may find that they aren't doing everything they can to ensure hiring is as effective as it can be. In many cases, this is because your recruiting tactics are outdated or in dire need of reevaluation. But before we discuss how you can fix your approach to hiring, I wanna cover some of the most common reasons why so many organizations get recruiting wrong. To start, little emphasis on timing. The best hires are only on the job market for about 10 days. Think about that. If your recruitment process takes forever, you're probably missing out on great candidates. For example, when you post the job, do you respond to candidates right away or wait until the posting officially closes before reaching out? If you decide to keep the job open until a specified date in the future and you don't contact applicants at all until after that deadline expires, how many of your applicants do you think have already moved on? Probably a lot. We recommend responding to all applicants within 24 hours. Try contacting them by phone or text message to let them know you'll be emailing them the next steps. Too many hurdles for applicants. Do you require candidates to create logins when they apply for jobs in your organization? Does your job portal require applicants to manually fill in their career experience even though you also require them to submit their resume? These unnecessary obstacles further slow down recruitment. In some cases, it might discourage applicants from applying altogether. Our suggestion, include only the bare minimum on the initial application, such as name, email, phone number, address, the applicant's highest level of education, and how they heard about the role. You can also encourage them to attach a resume and cover letter. In just a moment, we'll talk about how you can reduce these hurdles by sticking to specific hiring stages that keep your managers organized. Interviews are haphazard. What about your interviewing tactics? How do those look? Do you have a predetermined set of questions and general instructions for hiring managers? Or are they just shooting from the hip every single time they bring an applicant in for an interview? Without a structured interview process, you'll find a lot of inconsistencies in how they're conducted. And as a result, the types of candidates you end up hiring. Hiring isn't standardized. You've no doubt noticed by now that there's a commonality between the first three mistakes. There's no process in place that codifies recruiting. This needs to be fixed. Thankfully, we have a solution. If you haven't already, I recommend checking out our episode on developing a manager manual for your team. 
It's a great resource that will get you started when thinking about how you can standardize everything from hiring to onboarding and more. I've put it in the episode description for your reference. No applicant tracking system. We've also covered this in other episodes, also found in this one's description. But without a proper ATS, you'll never make recruiting as efficient as it needs to be to compete with bigger employers. Another note, ATS platforms like the one included in Bernie Portal's HRIS actually make it easier for you to standardize recruitment, including the stages of hiring that we're about to cover. With all of this said, as a dedicated HR professional, you can develop stronger and more strategic hiring practices within your organization to keep the company competitive in the modern job market. This begins by reevaluating the seven stages of hiring. As I just mentioned, recruitment should follow a standardized step-by-step -step process. This will keep your hiring managers on track and organized and ensure that each time you post an open role on your team, you're putting your organization in the best position to find the best candidates for the job. Here's how the seven stages of hiring should look. Number one, identify need and update job description. This seems obvious, but you need to know what kind of role you're hiring for and what candidates best fit that open position. When someone leaves a position, work with the hiring manager to make adjustments to the job description. Keep in mind how the role changed during their tenure and rewrite the description so that it best fits how the position transformed over time. In general, you should keep in mind that you're trying to sell the job to the candidate, not necessarily the other way around. Tell the candidate what you'll do for them and how it'll help advance their career. Don't be afraid to include target compensation for the role and the benefits available at the company. Number two, identify and implement a recruitment plan. Next up is for you to actually begin implementing your recruitment plan. Will you use an ATS to manage the process? You know how we'd answer that question with a resounding yes. But what about where you list the posting? In the modern hiring market, you'll need more than a great careers page to find the best candidates. At Bernie Portal, we list all openings on our website and on Indeed, which is fully integrated with our ATS. That way, applicants can submit their resumes on either site and information ends up on the same database. You need to figure out these details first before you get rolling. Once you've established the process, ideally in the manager manual or handbook, your hiring managers should be able to operate without you, which saves time for everyone involved. One thing to note with this step is that your recruitment plan will almost certainly vary by role. For example, to hire developers for our team, we work with local developer programs to find great candidates. For other roles, we use LinkedIn Recruiter to locate great passive candidates. Number three, screen applicants. Once you've received applications, you need to begin screening job candidates. You want to make sure that potential new hires fill out the application correctly. They fit the required criteria and generally seem like a good fit. Depending on the position, you might also consider conducting a skills test to see if their credentials match what they listed in their resume. At Bernie Portal, for example, we have writers submit samples that showcase their skills. If their work isn't up to snuff, they don't pass through applicant screening. Number four, the interview process. Next up is actually conducting interviews. This stage is reserved for the candidates that passed your screening process. 
We've spent a lot of time in past episodes covering how interviewing should look in your organization, so I won't go into too much detail about how these need to be conducted. And while I've added episodes number 80 and number 84 to the episode description, one thing you should know right now is that phone interviews come before face-to-face -face interviews. Treat them as another screener before you decide to dedicate the time for an in-person meeting. In your manager manual, you need to also document how interviews should work to ensure that, once again, it's standardized for the entire management team. Number five, check references. After you've conducted interviews, you might have one or two candidates who seem like good fits for your organization. If you requested applicants to submit references, this is the time to give them a ring. Make sure that they can vouch for everything the candidate mentioned in their interview and on the resume. More often than not, this is just a precautionary measure, but it never hurts to cover your tracks just in case someone is misrepresenting themselves. Number six, extend the offer. Once everything checks out, it's time to extend the offer to the top candidate. We recommend doing this first by phone and then sending a follow-up email with the full details of the offer. Luckily enough for you, our Bernie Portal blog actually has a templated communication that you can use to extend job offers. This resource can also be found in the episode description. And finally, number seven, onboarding. You aren't done yet. Your final step is onboarding, which is almost as important as hiring. At Bernie Portal, we consider onboarding to be an extension of the hiring process, and we think you should too. Why? Often a new hire's lasting impression of a workplace is formed during onboarding, so it really plays a role in retention and employee satisfaction. In other words, if you don't put much effort into onboarding, you may find yourself stuck in a hiring loop where your managers are constantly filling and refilling the same positions over and over. This is yet another topic we've spent a lot of time covering in the past. You'll find a related HR Party of One episode in the description for this one. If you're focused on revamping your recruitment and hiring this year, you'll want to be able to definitively know if your efforts are successful. The best way to do this is by tracking and reporting on hiring-specific metrics. Let's finish the episode by talking through some hiring-specific metrics that you'll want to begin watching. Average time to hire. This measures how long it takes you to hire a candidate for an open position. Average time to fill. This measures the amount of time you need to fill a position. It differs from the time to hire because you begin calculating time to fill before the job is posted, whereas you start calculating time to hire when a candidate submits an application. Average cost per hire. This metric determines the number of resources you invest into finding the hiring candidates. Recruiting method conversion rate. Tracking recruiting method conversion rate will help you determine which recruiting methods are yielding the most offers and highest qualified candidates. And last, job offer acceptance rate. This metric tells you how likely it is that a candidate will accept a job offer made by your organization. All of these different metrics and numbers can be tough to track. Thankfully, you don't have to do it, at least not by hand or by spreadsheet. A human resource information system, often known as an HRIS, makes your life so much easier with streamlined recruiting tools. These software tools combine many different systems and processes to ensure the ease of HR management. With the right HR software for small businesses, you can efficiently and effectively centralize, organize, and improve your day-to-day -day processes.
So instead of having to track down the different recruiting numbers and headcounts we just covered, you can store all of this information in a single system. As I touched on earlier, Bernie Portal is an HRIS that includes a free version of an ATS. With a tool like this at your fingertips, you can keep an eye on your organization's approach to hiring in a fraction of the time it takes to do it by hand or in Excel. The result? Your completely revamped recruitment process suddenly becomes easier to evaluate and adjust if needed. And by cutting down on hiring time, you're actually able to land the best hires. Now time for some homework. Your first step to updating your recruiting process is to adopt the seven stages we covered in the middle part of the episode. Standardize the approach and codify it in your manager manual. Teach your hiring managers how to follow it and why it's important. Next, look into an ATS. It really is the single most important hiring tool available right now, especially for small and mid-sized companies. Check out Bernie Portal's tool if you'd like. But ultimately, recruitment success begins and ends with a streamlined approach. Without one, you'll be stuck in the hiring loop time and time again. Remember, your role is as strategic as you make it. That's it for this episode. Remember to subscribe to our channel and join the HR Party of One group on LinkedIn. Bye.